Good evening, everyone. Uh, so, as you may have noticed a pattern in tribe, a tribe for a couple of weeks now, uh, we basically drill down on the things we learned the previous weekend, and, and it's been fantastic, you know, just coming and taking questions from teachings that otherwise, you know, would have gone unqueried. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. However, before we get into today's... Um, word, which basically is unpacking Sunday's teaching, we will pick up from where we left up last tribe on tithe and tithing, you know, um, like we said, it's something that we need to talk about more often and teach more often so that we can have we can have more clarity and to start up I, I received a lot of questions by the way between last tribe and, and today on tithing and all that but I'm going to read um, someone's email that was sent to me and um, I'm going to read it um, anonymously in a way that obviously no one knows who, who it is and all that. So, she goes. There, Pastor Femi, I hope my mail meets you well. And I'm going to skip the first part. It says, I had my incentive paid yesterday, informed my husband, and sent in my commitment immediately. A conversation on tithing, 10%, and the over and beyond tithing, I assume that is the governors of wealth thing, um, started between us. When I told him how much we had to spend, this conversation lasted for almost two hours. <laughs> uh, praise the Lord. <laughs> okay. This was his argument. Believers' scripture instructed devotion towards family and personal conviction made towards service. He said that neither tithing nor above and beyond tithing is a commandment or law per se that a believer must abide by. It is a demonstration of our love for God when we honor him with our substance, especially when done sacrificially. Everybody say sacrificially. Let's say it again. Sacrificially. Good. <clears throat> Cheerfully and willingly. What a combination. Cheerfully sacrificing. He also quoted you, that is quoted me, saying that not tithing won't make you go to hell. Obviously, I say that. 
and I do also follow up by explaining this. But whatever it is that makes you not to do it can take you to hell. And I explain that also. However, when a, a devotion, especially the above and beyond, the above and beyond, again, that's GW, conflict with also scripture-instructed responsibility towards family, it says maintaining status quo may be as though one is afraid of repercussions of not maintaining it, or we think we will fall out of favor with God, or because it is now so natural to give to God without thinking about it. He argued that not being able to meet basic needs sometimes hardly makes him think about any other devotion that would include tithing in this case that is more important. He tried to explain to me using certain scriptures on God also being big on meeting physical needs. First Timothy 5.8, Matthew 5.24, Acts 4.32-35. Even though it didn't succeed in convincing me. <laughs> However, it got me thinking because he seemed so sure of what he was saying. He said it was okay if I did just the 10% only at this particular instance so we could meet more needs. That is, letting go of the over and above UW. I gave him the feedback from Tribe yesterday, that is last week's Tribe, and he didn't argue much, but he said that his opinion was founded on his understanding of scriptures. However, having chosen to be under the authority of, of the church, it becomes necessary to abide by the dictates of the church. Now, this bothers me. The word dictates and his opinion being founded on scriptures. He pretty much understands scriptures more than I do. However, I think we have it wrong on this one. It may not be a problem now because we are able to talk about it, but it may become a, a problem in the future if not fixed now. Sir, is there anything to fix it or how can I fix it? Thank you. Okay, so the bottom line, praise the Lord, is what the husband quoted me by saying. We wouldn't teach, and I'm going to um, share a position on, on Titan and all that, I mean, uh, when, I'm, when I'm done with this email. We wouldn't teach that if you don't tithe, you are going to hell. I mean, you wouldn't hear me teach that. <laughs> you know, Okay, someone says, okay, but pastor, the Bible says that if you don't tithe, you are robbing God and every robber goes to hell. <laughs> so, <laughs> not tithe us, we go to hell. <sighs> well, we will teach from a position of love, from a position of relationship, and from a position of understanding, rather than from a position of judgment or otherwise. So I would say that. Like I was quoted 
why would say tithing we, I can't say to go take you to hell but there's something that is preventing you from tithing and that thing can be a problem for you spiritually and anything that can be a problem for you spiritually can take you to hell praise the name of the Lord so it's like an elephant I don't even know where to cut it from Uh, okay, so she, she says it's okay for her to do the um, tithing and not the, the GOW. What I would advise her, and I'm happy that she's, she's um, not, um, she's clear about this, um, but it will become a problem tomorrow if the husband is not on board, obviously. What I advise them is to get the teaching on thinking clearly about finances. I mean, we, we, in the Thinking Clearly series, we, we did Thinking Clearly About Finances, and listen to it together as a couple. You see, when you are at a point where, like we said last week, what is left is your tithe. You've spent everything. What is left is your tithe. And you now have bills to pay. Something is wrong with that model. Because your tithe should not be what is left. It should not be the bottom part. You honor God with the first fruit of your increase. The tithe is a, the type of first fruit. So as you get your increase, and it must be an act of faith born out of love. You, you get your increase, you tithe to God as an act of faith born out of love. Praise the name of the Lord. And you trust God to open the windows of heaven as he promised and meet your needs miraculously as he promised. Anything that is not of faith is not of God. In fact, the Bible says that if you eat without faith, you are sinning. So, if you want to talk about sacrificial giving that it should be sacrificial when does it become sacrificial it becomes sacrificial when it is inconvenient true or false so so you you cannot say that you want to do sacrificial giving but God should understand the reality of your predicament that is not sacrificial giving anyway in that case that is now a lot of guys, some of the guys that say that, oh, we are under grace. Jesus says that there are more important things in the, in the law that we should um, um, abide by, by like honor your father and your mother and those things, you know. And, okay, so you agree that we should abide by the important things in the law. So it's not that we should, the law is, is useless to us. Praise the name of the Lord. Okay. That is one. Secondly, Jesus says that you should do and also tithe. Thirdly, now, every time Jesus puts the law against 
what he has come to do, which is grace, every time Jesus says, the Lord says this, but I am going to raise the bar every time. In, in, in the famous um, teaching, the, uh, um, the Sermon on the Mount, in Matthew 5, you know, can you um, load up Matthew 5, guys? I'm going um, to go through a few things there. Matthew chapter 5, and um, let's look at verse... Uh, From verse 17. Matthew 5 from verse 17. We're going to pause at 20 and I'm going to take it on from there. Matthew 5 from verse 17. Do not think I have come to abolish the law. Or the prophets. I am not. Uh. I have not come to abolish the law, but to fulfill them. Now, listen to this. For truly I tell you, until heaven and earth disappears, not the smallest letter, nor the least stroke of pain. These are the words of Jesus. If you have read the Bible, in red. Will by any means disappear from the law until everything is accomplished and is accomplished in him. Now, therefore, verse 19, anyone who sets aside one of the least of these commandments and teaches others... According, accordingly will be called the least in the kingdom of heaven, but whoever practices and teaches the commandment will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. Now verse 20. For I tell you that unless your righteousness surpasses that of the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, you will certainly not even enter the kingdom of heaven. Now, people will say, oh, but that righteousness is righteousness of Jesus. Wrong. There's the imputed righteousness and there's the what? Imparted righteousness. There's the righteousness that is credited and there's righteousness that is worked out. There's the righteousness of Christ is the one that is credited. And what Jesus is saying, that righteousness that is credited should produce some works of righteousness. And he's saying, the Pharisees, they tithe the, the mint and the cummins coming back to this matter. You have to be better than them. Now, verse 21. Jesus says, you have heard that it was said by the people long ago, you shall not murder. And anyone who murders will be subject to judgment. He says, but I tell you, anyone who is angry at his brother or sister will be subject to judgment. Again, anyone who says to his brother or sister, Raka, is answerable to the court, and anyone who says you fool will be in danger of hell fire. Boom. Jesus always raised the bar. <laughs> Since if you if you are angry and you kill somebody, you're you're a murderer. Jesus says if you're angry in your heart, you're a murderer. These guys that say they work with Jesus and they always lower the bar, something is wrong. Something is wrong. The grace of Jesus should give you the power to do over and in fact, you should, because you are so empowered, you should be like gods, like like we, we read on Sunday. And if you go on, 
and and verse 27 he says you have heard it was said you shall not commit adultery he says but i tell you anyone who looks at the woman lustfully has already committed adultery in his heart if your eyes causes you to tumble wear goggles is that what jesus said gorge it out did jesus really say that you know we, we did that in series I mean, on that, you know, because when I read this passage of scripture, I, 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 did Jesus really say that? But he really did. He really did. On, if, you, if you fast forward, 21, um, 31, on, on, on divorce, he says, anyone who divorces his wife must give her, you, you are, that's been said, anyone who divorces his wife must give her a certificate of divorce. In other words, people who say divorce their wives on, on, on we are, uh, what's, what's the word they use though? In irreconcilable differences, we we have big grammar. <laughs> irreconcilable differences. So the law demands and dictates that just give her a bill of divorcement, and you'll be free. But Jesus says, "But I tell you, anyone that puts away his wife, except for adultery." Is liable. Is guilty. So, Pastor, what are you saying? What I'm saying is this, simple. Every time you walk with Jesus, you live above the law. Above the law means above, not beneath, not substandard. And we could go on. We talked about the oath. Again, I, you must have heard it said that people of old don't break your oath, but fulfill the word to the Lord, the vows you have made. Jesus says that's what you have heard. But I tell you, do not swear an oath either by heaven or by the throne. And every single time Jesus pitched the law against the grace, his grace, he always raised the bar. And a study was shown among the Christians that says, give to God. We are not talking about tithing. We are above the law. But we, we, you can give more than 10%. Just give as you are led every month of your income. A study was show that the, the average they give is 2%. 2%. What was it? It was way less than 10%. Way less than 10%. So what does that tell you? They are not operating by grace. Because every time you audit grace, grace is above the law. Every time you audit grace, is where? It's above the law. It's above the law. It's above the law. I think I think I thought you would clap there. I mean, it's just I'm just fired up. <laughs> So, my advice to this family particularly would be, the day I took financial responsibility of my family, that day was, by the grace of God, a walk out of lack. The day I took financial responsibility, and I said to my wife, it is, God will bless you in Jesus' name, but it is my responsibility. Even if you are the one bringing the money, it's my responsibility 
and I determined, obviously, I mean, God led us to do the governance of wealth thing, you know, that, you know, they're saying 10%. We are not going to do 10%. So we shifted ours to 20%. My wife and I, <laughs> we were doing the loan for years before we threw it open and we did the GW thing. And it's not compulsory, obviously. Do your tithe if you don't have the faith for it. And when I was going to move mine from 20% to 30%, my wife told me that, leave me this 20%. Uh, <laughs> don't let us go beyond our faith. So, so, so I mean, she, she's, she, she's, so I left her in 20%. I increased my wife because I am responsible. I, I am responsible. And, and by the grace of God, I've moved it from 30% for over Three, four years. To the glory of God. And we don't lack anything. You see, if you're struggling with something is wrong, if you're turning the model upside down, something is wrong. Something is wrong. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Show me your faith without your works, and I will show you my faith. By my works. That's the example of what I've shown you now. Because faith without works is dead. Is dead. So, <laughs> you have to catch it. I must say catch it. You have to catch this thing. You have to catch it. And once you catch it, Boom. That's it. That's it. You see, when we, we talked about open gates of heaven, I know we did justice to it last week, and we had a lot of very useful contribution. Just in addition to all the contributions of last week, God opening the gates, the windows of heaven, and pouring out a blessing, many times, also, in addition to everything that was said, could be an idea, could be an inspiration, could be an insight, could be something that will just change your financial future for life. But you have to be positioned for it. Praise the name of the Lord. <laughs> and that's, that's just even tight. Then what do we begin to say about first fruits? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I just want to a few things. Tithing isn't for everyone. Because we have a high number of visitors in God's favorite house, and not everyone who attends our service is a Christian. So tithing is not for everyone. We don't expect non-Christians to tithe. That's not their, that's not their issue. Someone that doesn't have a relationship with Jesus, what's he doing tithing? <laughs> that's not his problem. His problem is salvation. Do you understand? So we don't put tithe in their face. We put the cross in their face. <clears throat> Hallelujah. So, but however, we are upfront about tithe. But 
particularly about it being an act of worship. And that is for God's people. So you don't have to do anything before saying yes to Jesus. You shouldn't feel compelled to give. You know, many times we say that. And we are talking to visitors. If you, I mean, you can't be an NCR teacher. You are compelled to give in Jesus' name. <laughs> and you are still on kindergarten. Your life group leader, you are compelled to give. Am I being too harsh? <laughs> Why? Because you can't give what you don't have. You are supposed to be giving spiritual life to people. And you are not dying. How can you produce life if you are not dying? You can't. So, you, 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 I mean, and we are not legalistic about it. When talking about tithing, we believe it's more important to focus on the heart and being a cheerful giver. Tithing and giving are not the same. Uh, uh. The tithe is 10% of your income. It's holy. It's set apart. And we are really just returning it to God. Something that is holy is set apart. And we are really just returning it to God. We are acknowledging. It's just like God in the Garden of Eden says to, to, to Adam and Eve, don't eat the fruit, this tree. You can eat everything else, but don't eat this one. How come that is the one that they had longer truth for? How come? In that same garden was the tree of knowledge of good and evil. They didn't have longer truth for it. That one was there. In fact, it was after God had to quickly chase them out before they go and because that one will seal the state you are in. Either for good or for bad. So the tithe is the ten percent of your income. It's holy and set aside to God. We really are just returning it to God. You don't give your tithe, you pay your tithe from that. There's a follow-up. And if you have that mindset, it is, it is consecrated to God. So the issue of, hey, we want to buy this zoo. And it's the tithe that your mind is going through. Something is wrong. Something is fundamentally wrong. Fundamentally. That's a backsliding state if you are not a baby Christian. The backsliding state. If you're a baby Christian, I'm not talking to you. If you are not, if you, if you are not even a Christian, it's not you. You're you are backsliding already. You're not even in the face. So <laughs> you need to come to Christ first. Okay, praise the name of the Lord. So, so Pastor, you said giving and tithing are, are not the same. Yes, they are not the same. Giving starts after the tithe. Your generosity starts after your tithe. When we dip into our 90%, true generosity begins. True generosity begins when we dip into our 
then we are becoming really generous. Because we are now taking out of what is ours. And we are now, we are now giving of what is ours. It, it isn't ours. So to encourage generosity at God's favorite house, we offer different options. We offer different options to encourage generosity. The, one, the first one that I would mention is what was mentioned in this email, and that is the, the um, over and above tithing, the GOW. It's not compulsory. We encourage it. Those that are able to step into it, fine. Praise God. And God has, God, they, we have amazing testimonies from governors of wealth. Amazing testimonies to the glory of God. Yeah, amazing. But it's not compulsory. It's just a way of, of, of encouraging people to stretch their faith and release themselves in their work with God um, financially. We, another option is the different designated giving that we do. Possessing the land, PTL. We are trusting God for the land. And the land is um, 300 million. But God has helped us, 350 million. God has helped us to pay 150 million. <laughs> Glory be to God. We have 200 million to go. And God will do it again. In Jesus' name. So that is designated giving. And that is um, generosity on another level. Everything for 50. Commonwealth. Different church plants that we are having. We are planting churches. You know, a couple of churches here and there. Some people give towards this designatedly. Pastor, we want to give to starting new churches. You know, and 100% of those funds go to those churches. We have the, we are rekindling the hack group. The hack group is um, humility, advocacy, compassion, you know. I mean, a lot of giving, we go in that area, and on and on and on and on and on. So our goal for tithes and generosity is to honor God and change lives. That's the, our goal for our tithes and our generosity, is to what? Honor God and, and change lives. And change lives. Do we have any questions? Yes, sir. Please keep the hands up until you get a, um, a mic. Good evening. Good evening. Yes, sir. I want to... It's all about Titan. You just said... Uh, like what about those people who have a small business like uh, maybe daily they can get uh, uh, let's say 1,000 Naira, 200 Naira and they don't end salaries maybe so and uh, how do they put up this money maybe like they're trying to put up these things and they kind of uh, they have a lot of issues coming up and they have to do this and maybe that money is not enough for them and they, this is a daily kind of a business that they do and uh, so how do they keep a tight maybe, or how do they keep tight? Okay, let me just, that? let me reiterate what I understand so that before you drop the mic, hold on to the mic. Okay, those that have, the small, that have small businesses, yes. they have daily income. Yes, sir. And those daily income, 
obviously because the business serves as cash flow for the business. Yes. So, I mean, obviously it's the lifeblood of the business. If they pull it out, it hurts the business. So, how do they tithe? Okay. Right. Yes, That sir. is the question. Yes, that is the question, okay. sir. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. Um, that's a very good question. Uh, you need to determine what is your business cycle. You need to determine what, what's your business cycle. And that is a big deal. The bigger organizations have an annual cycle. In fact, by law, CAC requires the filing of your income, expenditure, your profit and, and all that, your taxes and all that. You know, your filings, the different ways, you know, different forms. Now, let's look at, let's say you're, you're a small business, but you're operating like a big business. And you have an annual cycle. Or maybe yours is a monthly cycle. So people actually do monthly cycle. And each cycle, you are like, at the end of the month, this X amount was put into this business. This business has become... X times 100 at the end of one month. So, but on day one, maybe it is X times two, you put everything back. You keep running it. You keep running it. It becomes X times 50 on day 15. You keep running it on day 28, X times whatever. Then on day 30, let's assume it's a 30 day cycle, you, it becomes X times 100. You pause. You close your books for the month. You say, this is my overhead. This is my profit. This is my tithe. You plow back whatever is next. You enter month two. And you go on and on and on like that. Does that make sense? Okay. <laughs> Praise the Lord. You have to be deliberate about it, though, because now, if, if, if you are not, I, I, I mean, I run, I've run businesses, I, I have a business, I'm an entrepreneur, if you will, you know, so I know how fast-paced it can be, you know, it can be crazy sometimes. Sorry for those that are upset that pastor is saying crazy on the pulpit. But, <laughs> but you have to plan it, you have to schedule it, you have to be disciplined, and God will help you. In Jesus' name. Thank you for that question. Any other question before we go into... Yes. <sighs> so much. Good evening, Pastor. Good evening. Okay. Um, from Matthew 5, 28, um, it says that, that whosoever looketh on a woman lustfully, as in <laughs> commits adultery. Now, the word adultery has to do with the married men. What about for the singles? And how does it apply to a single lady too? Mm. <laughs> mm. So because the Bible only said the man. So the, are the women free? <laughs> I'm sure you know the answer to that already. Eh? You just want to see if you can. Eh? <laughs> okay, basically, when God talks about man is talking many times generically, you know, and we can apply to the woman. It says, the man that kills his neighbor is guilty of this and that, right? So, the woman says, hey, did he say woman? No. 
So it doesn't mean the woman can kill his neighbor. It means the same thing applies to the, to the human race. The woman is a man in the spirit. Okay, cool. Now, so on the um, lost after the man, um, sorry, <laughs> if a man looks after a woman, you know, in, and has committed adultery in his heart with her, he has committed adultery, Jesus says. But some men are lusting after men these days. What about that? They say there's women, they say that is, uh, is uh, adultery. Some women are lusting after women. I mean, so, married or single, it applies. You see, you have to ensure that you guard your heart. Is it possible that you may feel, oh, I like this person? Yes, because you are human. You have a biological makeup. You can feel some butterflies, right? But nip it in the bird. Like someone says, you, can, you cannot stop a, a bird from flying over your head, but you can, you can stop it from landing on your head, putting a nest there, laying eggs, starting a family. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's your responsibility to make sure that as, as a man, for instance, I will not imagine myself sleeping with another woman. Never have, never will. Have you had, is it possible that you, you've seen somebody Maybe that you say, oh, this person is, is nice, it's beautiful. Yes, but boom. <laughs> you have to do that. <laughs> you have to. But to deny that it's, it's impossible, that would be a lie. Yes, there are some people that have never been attracted to anybody else apart from the person they've been married to. Yes, there are. There are. I know a few. <laughs> and there are some people that they have been. And they've not lost it after them. And I know a few too. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. <laughs> okay, so does that, are you fine? Okay. Um, yes, sir. And there's another hand there. Another hand here. There's another hand there. Are we able to get into... The word for Sunday is like this. Okay, but well, let's just go with the flow. Yes, Good evening, sir. sir. Good evening. Um, my question is um, from the um, biblical standpoint, um, Cain and Abel. Okay. The Bible said they offered offerings unto God. And the Bible said um, God had respect for the offering of Abel. Yeah. Now, my question is, I believe believers, our understanding of tithing is in three aspects. And some people feel it's a, res- it's a responsibility. Right. And sometimes they, de- they decide not to pay it. Um, while some, they, they see it as, as an obligation. Right. Maybe my family tithes and I've been born into it, so they do it. 
And the third thing is based on relationship right. with God, just like you mentioned. Now, my question is, is there the principle and blessings of tithing? Does it respond to any of the three, or is it one? If someone that sees it as an obligation pays it and doesn't expect anything, does the principle and blessing follow the person also? The answer is yes. It does. However, he may not be able to maximize it because of where he has boxed himself. Just like the, the, the senior prodigal, you know, um, the, the senior prodigal, the senior brother of the prodigal son. <laughs> <laughs> the father said everything I have is yours but because of how he has boxed himself in obligation I have been working, working you've not even killed a small lamb for me and my friends father says everything is yours so yes the blessing will follow but from a personal standpoint they may not get the maximum benefit from, from that yes it's indiscriminatory, yeah. Thank you. Praise, Praise God. Praise God. Let me see your hand if you're talking. Okay. Yes, okay. So we, you talk, then, then you go. Yeah. Daddy, please, this is my question. is about giving. Okay. Like now you have, like, let me say, it happened to me on Monday when I'm coming from Aja. Okay. So somebody met me on the road. They were saying that he's going to somewhere and he's short of money. And I said, okay, I have only 500 Naira with me. Well, I will give you, you give me change, 400, then take 100 Naira. Okay. Let I give the young man the 500 Naira. Let I turn my eyes and look. The man entered the bus and left. And what I had is only 500. So I have to trek home. Next time now, is it for me to still give if I say mm. the word? <laughs> <laughs> Again. My brother, I'm, I'm very sorry for your loss, <laughs> but I feel like to give you some money back. Is that okay? Why are you clapping? <laughs> I don't know if I should say it because you may just disappear after service and I'm looking for you. That's why I said it. You know, I'm not saying so you can clap. You know, okay. But, but the point is, that's how it is. <laughs> People will try to take advantage of you. It, doesn't, it shouldn't stop you from still obeying God next time. But you should be wiser. You should say, give me the change first. <laughs> then I will give you the 500. Just like... <laughs> When you want to buy gala on the road and you give the gala person the money, then traffic, the, the light changes, the guy just disappears. You will say, give me the gala first. We collect, because if we know how to chase, those guys can chase any car down. <laughs> so you collect the gala first and, you, you, and the change, then you give them the money. So you become wiser. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm just giving that as a classic and local example. However, even in church, people try to abuse the system. You know, people have come to me and I pass oh, this common word thing that you're preaching. Everybody has just been asking me for money, for job, feeling that. I said, you send them away. Why? Because let them come to the church. We have a system. Anybody that comes to me for money, send them to Adasa. Naomi is back from Calabar on the honeymoon. 
And she brought pastor and so to me, the power of madame. <laughs> so, so let them come. We, there's a system in place. There's a sifting. Many of them will not pass that sifting test. But the real ones will be helped. So don't go around doing Father Christmas. If God has led you, fine. I'm not saying you shouldn't. But I'm saying don't expose yourself unnecessarily. Do you still have a question? No. Yes, please. Good evening, sir. Good evening. As per me, I'm doing business weekly. So, will it be possible for me to give my tithe weekly? Yes. Even daily, sir. Yes. Obviously. Daily. You have a mobile app? Just send it to the church account. It's there. That's how it works. Okay. Uh, there's a hand at the back. Another hand beside him. Yeah. Good evening, sir. Good evening. Um, my question goes to, uh, I mean, it's like an addition to the very first uh, person that asked the question. Uh, when, the, when you have like a, a business that has daily fast-moving transactions, and in the course of the month, for instance, you have expenses, you have purchases, in and out, in and out, then at the end of the month, you want to calculate and say, okay, how much uh, have you made as profit? Now, um, my concern is when you said uh, uh, earlier that, for instance, that the titan is it's not a concern. My question, when you said earlier that the titan is the first 10%, um, I, I don't understand how to balance that. Because if during the course of the month you've, uh, you've had reason to spend expenses, then at the end of the day, you're now sitting and calculating your profits. Is it no, no, still the first? No, no. It has been answered. When I said, at that time of calculating your profit, if you now don't pay your tithe first, and you're now um, doing profit sharing among the directors, something is wrong with that. It is at that point that it is an issue. I hope that helps. Thank you. <clears throat> Any other question? Yes, sir. Praise the Lord. Um, well, it's a question, but I'll, I'll try and explain. So, there are two ways to tithe. Number one, you have to be obedient and believe in the faith. And then you now take the practical step. What I want you to help us to do is that for to understand that the, you can't calculate your income and include the 10%. The 10% is not us. So what are the practical ways for you to know that when I'm being paid, the 20% or the 15% that is taxed is not mine, and the 10% tight is not mine. So what are the practical ways that people will understand that this money is not yours at all if you belong to the state? Okay, I mean, standing order, maybe. <laughs> you, you, the same way um, your payee goes, maybe you want to set up a standing order. You know your income is X. You have a standing order. Point one of X goes here every month. Yeah. So that's a practical way. Another practical way is, is I mean, what I found that we would have works. That's why it's good to marry a woman that knows Jesus and works with Jesus. Is just tell your wife. <laughs> that works for me. Just tell your wife that this is what I want to be doing. She will make sure it happens. 
Even when I want to forget. <laughs> conveniently. <laughs> you know, men, we like to be we like to forget things conveniently. You know, she will make sure it happens. That's a practical way. You know? And uh, yeah. So does that help? Do you have any other does anybody else have any other practical way that you can share? Apart from standing order and um, and madam, for those of us that are male and married to women. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, sir. But let's let's have that. She has he has the mic already, yes. Good evening, Pastor. Good evening. Um so at some point I I was pretty much very concerned about um not being able to give as much as I would want to in terms of offering because for some reason maybe I've I've overspent or I, I rushed into church forgot my ATM or something like that. So I decided to simplify it. So what I did was at the beginning of the at the beginning of the month or end of the month when I'm paying my tithe, I determine how much I want to give in offering and I pay up front. So I don't have to bother again, you know, every other Sunday or during trial. Just come to church and collect the blessing. You know, just <laughs> do what you have to do. But but that was born. <laughs> And, Good, you know, yeah. like three or four tribes ago, you're talking about simplifying this and that. I also right. told myself, yes, right. you know, I, I just simplified this. But, you, but a few times, you know, when you've given first Sunday, and then the very next Sunday you're not giving, then I start to feel funny. You should. And I have to, you know, remind myself that, you know what, you sorted this thing out <laughs> last week. And the reason why you did it was to avoid this same thing from happening. So is it fine for us to do that? From the standpoint of not, you know, cutting back, but preventing the event of, you know, not paying enough of, or not having anything to pay at all. Absolutely, it's fine. I mean, it's, it should be fine, you know. But is it, so the question now comes in, it's okay, what if you come to church and, you know, the Holy Ghost says you should do more? Then what happens? Then you do it. <laughs> Then you do it. You know, you, you don't start arguing. But I've done it. If it says do it, do it. Yeah. Sir. Yeah. Um, um, what I'm answering was um, when you said any other practical, practical, okay, uh, my dear. What I do about such things, I set a monthly recurring reminder with an alarm. Okay. A very, very and noisy alarm. Yes, yes. <laughs> and then I will, now, I will now keep, you know, putting the alarm next two, three days with the same alarm until it's done. Until it's done. Yeah. Amen. Okay. That is a practical way. Another practical way. Another practical way. Another practical way. Thank you. Okay. Yes, sir. Is it a question or another practical way? Question. <laughs> Mr. Lord, good evening. Good evening. I, this question was asked from a friend, sir, and uh, I didn't have a direct answer. Uh, a friend was given a job at the help of a pastor from his church. And the job took him to another place far away from the church, now another church. And the pastor said, 
I know where After, this is going, but I'll let you learn. The, the question looks, so, uh, but I have to get it. Sir. No, 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 go ahead, sir. Uh, after the first tight, uh, the first salary, you expect to, to receive an alert back to the church and uh, nothing like that. And uh, they met, unfortunately, unfortunately and he's, uh, he's, the guy said say to him, didn't I supposed to have at least eight, six months of your tide? Uh-uh. Where did he determine? How did he determine six months? So uh, the guy continued the tide. He started paying, <laughs> sending. <laughs> and he said, whenever he sent this tide, he's expecting a text message. Oh, thank you, my son. God bless you. Naturally, human beings will feel that way. Mm. Nothing. Nothing, nothing. Nothing. Okay. He cool. said, uh, he, he, so he said to this same person, expecting something, and no prayer. No prayer. Said, <laughs> and he said, Pastor, can you please for me? Right. I said, sorry, I forgot. Okay. So this is the question. Is this still really right? Okay. Thank you. You're welcome, sir. I mean, that's a very, very valid question. <sighs> so there are two things in one there. The first thing is this. The first thing is this. When he moves to, when he moves out of station, and I will use, we have, we have, we have a very mobile church. We have people everywhere. And we always encourage our people to get plugged into a local church. Everywhere they, they go. At the time they feel plugged into a local church, we tell them to type in the church that they are attending, wherever it is. The period at which maybe takes them from finding a church or deciding or what have you. A lot of them still tithe here. And it is not because we say they must tithe here. But as soon as they get a local church, wherever they are, we tell them, tithe in the church that you are in. We don't expect that they will tithe here if they are being fed somewhere else. Oh, are they spiritual sons here, yes. Can they send in seed, maybe for PTL, for this project? That, of course. Is that acceptable? Yes. When they send it, we will pray for them. Well, yes. And I will come to that. But I just want to say that even, you know, many times, you know, my wife is not here physically, She's in the U.S. There's a church she attends in the U.S. When she's in the U.S., she tithes to that church. She doesn't send her tithe here when she's there. And I don't expect that she would. You tithe where you are fed. Oh, does she join service online? Yes. Three services online? Yes. But is she a part of a local church there? Yes. Could she have tithed here? Yes. Because she's joining three services online. There are people online, they are tithing. Praise the name of the Lord. But the fact that she's a part of a local church there, she's free to tithe there. 
And she does. And I'm not upset. Why should I be? God is the source and supplier of his church. Not any man's tight. Locally. God will bring people. You know, so when people want to pull a, a leash on other people's necks, something is wrong with that. You know? So, it's what I'm sorry to say, but what that pastor did is, I don't think it's correct. And if he's correcting that tithe, he's defrauding the church that is nurturing that guy for the next phase of his life. And it's wrong. Okay? Now, should he have sent um, special prayers to the man when he pays his tithe or you know, sows his seed? <laughs> but people know why I'm laughing. Honestly, in God's favorite house, I don't even know who is tithing or who is not tithing. I don't. I deliberately make it none of my business. Maybe I should. Maybe I should know. But I don't. If I don't know you are tithing, how can I call you specially to be saying, I didn't receive a lot for your tithe? What's that? <laughs> Something is wrong with that. Now, yes, do we uh, pray for titles? Yes. Do we pray for everybody that has tithed? Yes. Do we continue to do that? Yes. When people so see, do we pray for them? Yes. Do we acknowledge PTL? Everyone that gave for PTL, did you get an acknowledgement? A prayer? Yes. It's, we have a system that does that. Will I pray for them? Yes. But um, maybe if we have a personal relationship, and I know that you have, you have given, I may call you to pray for you. Do you understand? And there's nothing wrong with that. But generally, I mean, that's how, that's how we are. You know, I know that there's some churches that the tight registry, you know. We choose to allow people to follow God by themselves. We teach the word, we allow people to obey God. And they will see the result of obedience. And if God chooses otherwise. Thank you very much. Does that help you? <laughs> yeah. Answer number... Praise the Lord. Yes, sir. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yeah, my question goes this way. Like, you're supposed to tithe last month, but you couldn't due to some reasons known to you, which you said is not allowed already. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Some years ago, what's the, what's the question? What's the question? The question is this: A friend of mine told me some years ago that anytime he forgets to tithe, yeah, he will double it next month, yeah. the next month. Is yeah. that right? Well, course? like I said, that is probably based on his own relationship with God, and also his own measure of making sure of of penalizing himself or making sure he doesn't forget again. Okay, it's not required by God. Some people require twenty five percent. Is it fifteen or twenty five? percent of default. So when you default in your tithe, next time you are paying it plus 25%, you know, interest. 
I'm not sure God wants us to do that. Again, I don't think that is consistent with scriptures, really, as it applies to us, the church. No. However, should somebody say in his own relationship with God, in his own consecration, that, ah, you have missed your tithe, you are paying twice next month. That's absolutely fine. Another one again. And what? Another one. Another question? Yes. Okay, sure. How about you giving all you have to God and you are not even bothered about 10% or in order not to limit you because you might be limited by thinking 10% all the time and then you're just giving your all. Praise God. That's where we are going. You know, I, I explained to you that I used to give 10%, then I, it became 20, then it became 30, then it became something else I'm not going to tell you. You know, ultimately, the, the way I'm trusting God is that I'll be able to give 100%. Yeah. But let me, let me, let me survive this one first. <laughs> okay, any other question? Um, I think we just call it a wrap. If there's no other question, because we can't even get into um, all this content for time. Any other questions on this or on something else? If there are no questions, let's bow our hearts as we bow our heads and let's just say to the Lord, thank you for your kindness. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your favor. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Let's thank him. Let's thank him. Thank him for the privilege to work with him, you know, to even bring our substance to him. It's an honor. God really, I mean, he's God by himself. He doesn't need anything from us to be God. He's self-existing. And you may be here and, and, and the position you are in is you, you don't even have a relationship with Jesus yet. You're not the child of God. Like I said, you're like, oh, pastor, it was me when you said you shouldn't even be tithing. But I want to start my work with God. I want to rededicate my life to Jesus. I used to be born again at backstage. I want to come back to Jesus. That is me, pastor. Pray with me. Wherever you are, I want you, I want to pray with you. You don't need to come forward. God bless you. Put up that hand. Put up your hand over your head. God bless you, sir. Keep that hand up. God bless you. Once you get a card, God bless you. That is me. Pastor, pray with me. Put up that hand and they will slip a card in your hand. If you're online, the structures are scrolling. God bless you. Once you have the card, you can put it down. The rest of us, let's talk to him. What an honor. What a privilege. Some of us, we need to renew. Uh, we've done our finances anyhow. You know what Yorubas we call jaga jaga? It's just scattered. You know? Why don't you just say to the Lord, help me to structure and honor you. Help me to take my step of faith. Help me, Jesus. Help me. Help me. Help me, Lord. Oh, Father, we thank you. We pray for everyone that is surrendering to you here and online. We ask in the name of Jesus that you 
accept these ones, Lord. Reveal yourself to them. Change their lives. Let your name be glorified. Give them the grace to start a walk with you. And let your name be honored in their lives. We pray for everybody else, Lord. Help us to grow even in our commitments to you. Even financially, help us to grow in our commitments. Help us to be vibrant in our faith. And let your name be glorified. Honor and glory we give unto you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Let's put our hands together for the Lord. Thank you for listening to this. I want to encourage you to share this resource with your family and friends. God bless you. Oh.